You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hashtag no music, no intro. I use I sometimes I usually do like my little pause, you know, just let it breathe a little bit, but brandy camp, man. We have not had an episode, have not recorded an episode since training camp started last Wednesday. Uh I was on vacation, had an amazing, amazing vacation in Hawaii. Easily mm. some of the best. My best vacation I've ever had in my life. Some of the best moments I've ever had was out there. Um, so I would, anyone who's listening to this podcast, if you have the ability to do it, look up Costco vacations. It the the price of the price tag of what you would pay for to go to Hawaii may surprise you when you go through Costco vacations. Just look and just. Look and see how much it is, and if you can afford it, and just try to experience it. Because I cannot talk about how amazing that was. Can't talk about it. Can't man. It was. It was amazing. The being in the fucking ocean, 20, 25 feet snorkeling, saw a sea turtle underwater. I felt like I, like you know, the Discovery shows, bro. Like on on Discovery, yeah. you're watching them, and they have like you see animals and sea life underwater, bro. Like I saw that, but like it was my eyes. It wasn't. It wasn't TV. That's wild, bro. Amazing, man. Um, and to do it with your daughter, man, that was just dope. I man, we did, did it with the fam, man. She was she was a little nervous going because it's long. It's, I mean, I say long, but it's like a five hour, six hour plane ride from from LAX, and that's that's and it's all over, all over, just yeah, straight over, over. Bitch, over it. Um, but we had we had a great time. We went to a luau, learned a lot about. Polynesian culture at the, the Polynesian Cultural Center. Um, I did want to give shout outs to a couple of people uh, who listen to the podcast. Uh, Trace, Ill, um, I believe Mitch as well, who reached out to me, DM'd me, sent me 
recommendations of places to eat and go in Hawaii who are or natives in Hawaii who, who live in Hawaii. So it just goes to show that safe sort of podcast is everywhere, man. Like the fact that oh. people in Hawaii listen to our podcast is that's wild. Nuts. Nuts, man. Anyway, this is the catch-up episode of everything that has happened in training camp that we haven't we haven't had a chance to talk about. We're gonna catch you up on it. Sorry I didn't have a chance. There's a five-hour time difference between Hawaii and Central Time. It just it just didn't work out. It just wasn't just like there it just didn't. So we weren't able to record while I was gone. But I wanted to get you everyone caught up on all the happenings in training camp. <sighs> but before I get into training camp, I want to just do rapid fire. We have a lot to talk about with the Saints. So I don't want to spend too much time on anything that's not Saints related tonight. Rapid fire. Uh Debo got extended, DK got extended. Uh, the judge arbitration of the Watson case, six games, past president. Like, it's just, it's just so much of that. And I know you said in our Discord, like, you don't really have an opinion on it. And I, I don't think I have an opinion on it either. But my thing I had, the feeling I had the most today is just thinking about it, is that I was super excited to record this episode with you tonight. And I still am. But like that lingering Deshaun thing just kind of just just makes it like like e- even as emotionally disconnected we are, we could get pretty excited about upcoming seasons. And that thing just like oh, it just feels gross, man. Like six games, it does. And the six games may not stand. They the NFL may appeal it. Roger Goodell is in a pickle in terms of what he, you know, what he needs to do because. It's like, do we just fucking just say, all right, thanks for your opinion, but we go do what we want to do anyway and suspend him a season? It's just, it's weird, man. And it's gross. It's gross. Real gross. And, you know, I mean, yeah, you should. Like, like they negotiated with this new CBA to have, like, you know, independent arbitration, have this judge recommend, like, recommend in capital letters you know, what a suspension should be, but it still comes down to Goodell at the end of the day. And he's the guy that came, when he came into the league, he was the defender of the shield and, you know, wanted to bring back the, you know, the, uh, just wanted to be pretty much the justice, the the rule, the law, the law and order guy over the NFL. And, and that's what he's, he's been for the most part is his decisions have been all over the place. You know, that's the only thing. But now you have a point where everybody except Browns fans are in agreement. Like this dude need to do need more punishment than this. So do it, bro. Like everybody got your back, bro. Like it's the one time nobody <laughs> will nobody will be mad at you for giving this dude. Only people that's gonna be mad at NFLPA. They'll probably challenge it as they, you know, morally should they know. But you know, they're the NFLPA. They're a union. They're gonna have to rep the player, and they're gonna have to fight for the player. I get it. So they're gonna have to do what they gotta do. But other than that, then let the judge, let, you know, let it go to federal courts and let them figure it out. Other than that, man, bring the hammer, bro. Like this is what you like to do. You gave Sean Payton a goddamn year. You gave John Vilma eight months. I mean, eight games. Calvin Ridley got a year, bro. Calvin really got a year for just you know gambling pennies. Uh, this is for being an idiot, pretty much. You know, I mean, come on now, man, like. It's your time. It's your time to shine, right? <laughs> like, 
like that. Get a boot. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> so, I mean, that's my only thought, bro. I just, other than that, man, I'm just kind of disgusted with the whole thing. I just like. Dis- I that's, that's the perfect, perfect word. Perfect word for it. Um, and Michelle Tafoya, not Tafoya, sorry. Uh, Michelle Steele of ESPN, like, I took a picture during like Brown's training camp and tweeted like there's Brown fans saying, We got your back to shot. Just just <laughs> just like bro, like gross, bro. And then like the only thing I could think of was like, bro, we was like, who wasn't that far away from that being the Saints and this completely being a different yeah, you podcast, bro? You would have heard the same thing from Saints fans out there. Too. 100%. Oh, I love you, Sean. We got your back, bro. <laughs> Yeah, man. Can't do it. Uh, anyway, um, I don't want to spend too much time on it because we have spent a lot of time talking about Deshaun Watson. This is the Things Podcast. So let's. What's up, Ryan? Yo. I'm just going to say this. I want you to get offended. I'm a big dude. You a big dude. Damn. And I know sometimes weight loss has been an issue that we both dealt with our, our entire lives. But I want to tell you about something that I came across about this great new company called Vertimax. Okay. Did you know that Vertimax is the leading sports performance and fitness equipment company that's used by half of D1 programs and half of the NFL and NBA teams? We have an NFL podcast. Hmm. It's used by professional leagues as well as other teams all around the world. There's the Vertimax platform and there's a Vertimax Raptor used to help athletes improve their performance on the field for almost three decades. That's wow. almost as old as you. <laughs> I know we, we we pick on him, but did you know that pick on him in terms of his little his workouts, but Jameis Winston actually has trained on a Vertimax Raptor and the mm. King of New Orleans himself, Drew Brees has trained on a Vertimax platform along with other top NFL and college football pro athletes. I was just scrolling on TikTok. I saw Amari Cooper using a Vertimax machine. Wow. We know we have a lot of listeners that have kids. They're in sports. They're in soccer, baseball, football, track and field, you name it. If you're a parent and you want to help your child improve in terms of their sports performance, or maybe you just feel like you just want to get your body right for the summer and and get fit you need to I check out summer you need to you need to check out Vertimax. so all you have to do is go to vertimax.com or follow them on social media at Vertimax. that's b e r t i max again that's at b e r t i max vertimax.com look into getting yourself a Vertimax platform, a Vertimax Raptor, and tell me you won't see the improvement. Let's fucking talk about the Saints. The the night we recorded an episode was last Tuesday for training camp. We talked about wanting to see Mike Thomas, and I said, if I saw him, bro, I just just go home, hug my phone, like in his Saints jersey, lined up in the stands, running around. You want to see him wearing a slant? Lo and behold, bro. The next day, won't he do it? Won't he, capital H-E, do it? Mike Thomas is back 
no longer on PUP, practicing with the team. You know, they they keep, you know, they make keeping a, an eye out over him. And, you know, so there are some days where he won't he won't practice during training camp. But today he was he was today was the first day pass. He was on mm-hmm. he was in pads. He was he was working out. And listen, we don't know what version of Mike Thomas is we're gonna get it's gonna be. But just that first, like on the field, take take away all the jokes, and I tweeted this. Take away all the jokes. Just the like mental anguish and hell he's probably been through as an, as an athlete does. It made me think of the whole Clay Thompson injury, where he came back and then he like immediately got you know tore his ACL after mm-hmm. he had tore his Achilles in the playoffs, and he was going from basketball for like two years, like. Maybe not to that degree, but like Mike Thomas been through that same kind of like mental anguish. So right. as a fan, just seeing him just be back on the field, I, I was happy for him to to reach that that accomplishment for him. No question. And you know, <clears throat> seeing him out there like running routes, doing what he does, you know, and he looks good, man. Like I'm not saying he looks a hundred percent, but he, you know, it's not like he's walking out there limping. And struggling, so you know that gives us a lot of hope. And you know, seeing his presser, you know, I'm glad they put him out there. You could just tell he's just like he's just chomping at the bit, bro. Like he he ready, you know. And you talking about a competitive dude, man. Like mentally, a dude that just wants to compete and play football, you know. So he's been dealing with this for two years now, and he finally has a chance. And he ready to show and prove, bro. He got he probably got like 50 tweets in his drafts, just ready to fly. Like he ready, bro. When he scored that first touchdown, boy, I'm telling you, man. Like you got I wouldn't want to be nowhere around me. <laughs> bro. Like, I think you said like he he's ready because all doing that that press you're talking about, he just, you know, just, thank you was Jeff Duncan, just asking him questions that just we were like, oh, you know. <laughs> Say, oh, he talking that shit. Say, man, you be, be right that bullshit, man. Like, like, you know, he was on it, man. Like, he, he, you know, you know, Mike Thomas read everything, everything, everything that's said about him, everything that a lot has been said about him. I know he didn't watch his name get lower and lower on the best wide receiver list to the point where it's not even on the list anymore. You know, so he he read it, bro. So I just I just hope his health agrees with his mental state. You know, because one, we need it. Um, and two, I just want to see him succeed, man. I want to see the dude, you know, I want to see him just be a great player. He's a great player, bro. Yeah, I just I just want to see that. And we don't know if we're, we're getting that that great elite top three wide receiver in the league, Mike Thomas, back. But he could, if he could be top ten, like, oh, man, even that is would be wild. So. I would highly doubt we see him at all in the preseason, and he, we shouldn't, honestly. Like, he should not play a, a game of preseason. Like, to, like if he's able to be in, like, the black and gold scrimmage, I think I think that's enough, in, mm-hmm. my, in, my, in my opinion. Like, you don't need to see no more. I agree. I don't, I don't want to see him in the preseason. No. At all. At all. I'm sure you might want to play, you know, but, nah, we don't need it. Nope. We, we we don't. Um, so we got Mike Thomas back. Now, initially, 
Pete Warner was on the NFI non-football um, non-football illness list, and then he got as of today he's off of it. He was practicing, back to doing fine. Uh, Jawan Johnson was practicing today after spending some time on the on off to the side. What what's going on with Mark 2004, bro? Man, I don't get it. I mean, hey, I guess it's just conditioning. I guess. I don't know, man. I don't know. It's like, like I'm not trying to minimize losing a piece of your pinky finger. Like, right? No, absolutely like, not. That shit, like that shit, would like have me with PTSD. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't even lie. But I'm like, man, <laughs> it's like, what is keeping you off the field right now? I just want to know. I need, I need to know, man. I need to know. Like, do you know how hype we we could be in in theory? Because it sounds like you know we talked a lot of shit about this dude on this five, bro. Justifiable at the time, and we need to we need to see it in the game. But it sounds like Peyton Turner having himself training camp, bro. Hey man, I mean, look, he was injured most of training camp last year. Um, so I just hope he stays healthy and just let just get to work in, bro. Like. I just want to see him work, learn. You know, it seems like he has the right attitude. Every time I watch him, he's out there competing hard. That alone, like, he has the athletic ability, so that alone is going to take him somewhere. So I just want to keep seeing him, you know, progress as, you know, as the, all the Saints players say, just get a little better every day. I, I really want to see that. <laughs> I mean, he, you know, the opportunity is there, man. Like, we need D-linemen. We need pass rushers. And... I just feel like, as, as a Saints fan, especially, with, you know, as soon as he was drafted, like, we can't have two at the same time. Like, we can't have a healthy Marcus Davenport and a healthy Peyton Turner at the same time, bro. The, the universe won't allow it. They it's just won't. Weird. It's weird, man. <laughs> it's so weird, man. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. Because um, if you – if Peyton Turner, I won't say is a player – but if he's even just decent, right? Like, you don't got to come in and be, like, a world beater. But, like, if you're a decent edge rusher and with Mark Davenport, if healthy and if in shape can bring, and you got Cam Jordan, like, and this, I mean, this is a topic I had written down. We'll get to it as an overview later. This Saints the – something say this out loud. Uh, say it out loud. I know there's, know there's weaknesses. In the interior of the D line, this might be the best Saints defense of all time, bro. They really have an opportunity to be the best defense in the league. Yes. This year. Like they really yes. have that opportunity, man. It's wild. Like if you just read the the overarching theme of training camp, almost a weekend training camp, is that this defense that has been put together and it makes a lot of sense in retrospect why you would just promote Dennis Allen to head coach. But this defense, the way it was put together, is so insanely talented. And it is it has been stifling for most of an early part of training camp for about a yeah. week. It's just been stifling, bro. And it's just a noticeable thing if you read the reports. I want to give a big shout out to my dude John Hendricks. Um 
I read yeah. each day. I read all of his training camp reports because you know I was I was vacationing, bro. Like I wasn't trying to like. Oh like, uh, man, but, that's all you need: clutch, concise, just so little clips. I'm proud of John, man. Like I followed John. Talk about it, man. A long time, like on Twitter, it started out as just a Saints fan, just like everybody else. Built yourself up, writing free for little blogs. It's coming up, build it, build it, build it. We got to hang out with him at the Senior Bowl. You know, had some breakfast with him, and you know, just to see how he's grown into like a legit Saints beat writer, man, and really good. I'm I'm really proud of the guy, man. I want to see him like go as far as possible. Uh, so I enjoy reading this like training camp coverage because it's just boom. I read it and I got everything I need. Like it's no BS That's about it. it. It's just boom, 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 boom. Everything I need to know. So check him out, man. It's uh, you know, Sports Illustrated, John Hendricks. Y'all know. Yeah, yeah. You, you if you listen to this podcast, you for sure know no soothsayer John <laughs> <laughs> Hendricks. Um, but sh- so shout out to to John for, for real though, but just the, the, the you know, I mean, he's not the only, but like, he's like the, my go-to when I don't have time during the day. Right. Um, but the defense has been absolutely stifling most of training camp. Um, and if they could just get a healthy March at Davenport and a healthy Peyton Turner, mm-hmm. like going at the same time, bro, you just sprinkle that on top of it. Like that would take away my hesitation of saying they could be the best defense. Like, do, do you give me that? I'm hitting the table. They're like, we're gonna be the best defense, best defense in the league. Best defense in the league could potentially be one of like a top 15, top 20 defense all time. Like, that's what that's the talent level of the defense. And I can't say that we're talking about the D D ends. Gotta talk about don't fax me, bro. Don't, don't give me that so- shot. Put some respect on this man's name, man. Put some okay. respect on his name. Also, also the Debo, man. Just throw me out, Debo, man. Just he, everything you read about him, like clips, everything. Like he has taken his game against early, early in training camp. But sometimes we say training camp doesn't mean things, blah, blah, blah. But I will say this. As especially for a rookie player, when they play in their in their rookie season, you have a snapshot of how like how they played and what they are as a player, right? right. But then when training, like then year two comes around, and the reports you're reading just just consistently, PBU pass breakup, Adebo where he needed to be, like stuck, you know, great coverage. It's like he has shown what he could do last year. It seems like he's even improved upon that. And I'm saying it right now, bro. Fight's over. There, there is no competition for CB2. It's over. Done. And, and, and we talked about it. It was like, look, Saints brought in Alante Taylor. You got Roby. You know, they they basically told you, like, look, CB2 ain't, ain't written in, in pen. It's written in pencil. And he saw that, and he said, no, it's written in pen. You know, and it was up to him, and I love seeing that. I love when a player comes in and says, I'm taking it. I'm not going to let you give it to me. I'm going to take it. So, you know, he's he's been exceptional. I've watched him closely, and, man, the coverage just been Ooh, just stifling, bro. Just not giving, not giving you nothing, man. I'm like, damn, bro, like, let the, let the offense get a little something. I'm trying to see some offense, you know? 
trying to see Chris Olave do a little something. Man. Damn. Say, Chris Olave ain't got the antibodies. I do. <laughs> Lock in, bro. And here, man, and, the pandemic over, baby. <laughs> and another another thing in regards to him, t- if he's taking that step, throughout Marshawn's career, he's missed games, got dinged up here and there, one, two, one mm-hmm. game, two games, three games. And then you, you, you talked about it here and there. Now, nah, Marshawn, and we're not saying we want Marshawn to go down, but if Marshawn goes down, then you maybe, you know, you got a Debo, you got Alante Taylor, you got Debo, you got Roby. You don't feel like like the Titanic just hit an iceberg, like, ah, right, here comes right. the fucking water. We just, right. just take it all the water. Right, because usually when if Marshawn's out, it's like, it's like a deep dive into the CB2, and then it just throws everything off because CB2 is not CB1, and then the next guy is even worse. You got PJ Williams out there. Playing card, it just it just throws everything out the window. But now, you know, knock on wood, doesn't happen. But you know, let him on miss. Yeah, you still got Paulson the Debo, and you got Roby, and you got uh, Chauncey Gardner Johnson, and you got um, what's that? I forgot the kid's name who been balling out in camp. But oh, anyway, on my list, Justin Evans. Justin Evans, you got you got players, man. You got players that can make something happen. You do, man. And we're we're talking all we're talking about this, we're talking about the defense. I've seen I saw I've seen a couple of clips. You got the I've seen the CD pick six off Jameis where he just undercuts it. Um, there's a play that PJ fucking Williams made that Marquez Callaway like he caught it and PJ kind of just like bah, just knocked the oh, knocked yeah. the ball out of his hand and just picked it up and ran. It. This defense is staggering, staggering, staggeringly good. My two concerns, well, yeah, my two concerns before we see them play a preseason game or a game is I, I, I alluded to it earlier, interior of the defensive line kind of leaves a lot, you know, little to be desired, but it is what it is. You can't have, you can't have stacked positions like, all on your level of defense. At some point, you got to have like a little, be a little thin. Like the Rams don't invest in linebackers. Like they, they just mm-hmm. don't. <laughs> they just always have no, just crap linebackers, but the rest of their defense is able to overcome it because they're stacked everywhere else. But so defensive lines is the first concern. The second concern is that for this defense to be truly elite, I'm talking elite, elite, top of the level elite. We already talked about the Peyton Turner, Mark Davenport thing, but um, do we need to get Mulder and Scully on this case for Teron Matthew, bro? Because that's my second. Okay, so hey, hey, be careful, bro. Saints fans don't want to hear you talk about that shit. They don't want you to talk about it, man. They don't want to. They don't want to hear us talk about like a star safety hometown, hometown player that they got family issues. Leave him alone. Let him be. I'm like, it's it's on my radar. Like, I don't don't care what y'all say. That shit on my radar. I don't know what's going on. Look, family issues or not. Look, when I think about okay, people say family issues. Okay. Then I think, what are the family issues? Did your mother, you know, someone close to your family, mother or father pass? 
I don't think so, man. Like, like twenty percent of the city is related to Tyrone Matthew. Like, I would have right. known that. Um, you know, having a baby, possibly just keep it low key. So it's like, like, what would cause you to miss a week and a half of your first season with the new team? Like, I don't know. I just don't know. So it just caused me to question things like, what is going on? I have no inside knowledge at all. No inside no. knowledge. Nick Underhill reported that he should be back Monday. It's Monday. He wasn't there. I don't know. Like, I just don't know what to think. Like, people keep telling me, oh, man, stop starting stuff. He just got family issues. What does that mean? Like, <laughs> I sound like somebody, somebody, I tell a job, I tell my job all the time, like, oh, no. <laughs> You know, the family issues. I'm gonna take the day off. Like you know what I'm saying. Like, what? <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> and then you know the Saints. You know, DA is like, look, we giving him the time to deal with what he needs to deal with. It's like, what's going on? Like, what's going on? Now, you know, I, maybe it's, I maybe it's not my business. Maybe it's just not my business, it, and that's fine. It may not be, but we wouldn't be doing our our job, quote unquote, as good pod as good podcasting if we don't we didn't talk about it on the Saints Twitter podcast. Because wondering minds want to know. <laughs> like, and I have it written down as a note here in my notes, Ryan. Justin Evans, revelation. Because Damn. if they didn't like take a little flyer, a little cheap deal on this second round safety that they just kind of picked from, you know, the, the heat that has been out of football for two years. This be like I'm not, and I'm not saying I'm not comparing Justin Evans as a player to to Teron Matthew. I'm just saying, just from a standpoint, like you, it kind of saves the defense. If I'm being yeah. honest, bro, because if, and I haven't like also written down. I think Justin Evans is a lot to make the team the 53, bro. He has to be. Yeah, he has to be. And yeah. bro, if Tar- if Tyron comes back and he just, you know, goes on business as usual, then you got Justin Evans as a third safety and PJ and you could be interchangeable with them. That's great. But if not, and I, again, I'm not trying to start a shit, I'm not trying to you know, like start anything. I'm just saying it's peculiar. It's peculiar, bro. It's weird. It is, man. It's weird. It is very weird. And, you know, I mean, I guess I don't have, you know, much to say about it after that. It's just, I mean, you just can't help but sit back and wonder what's going on. You know, I mean, should we talk about? Was, should we talk about the whole thing? Ralph maybe said on like, and again, I you know I've had Ralph blocked for fucking years now, but in our Discord, you know, someone said that Ralph had said on Twitter that he removed all of his Saints related yeah, things no, on Instagram. It, it, it was pretty much everything, like. It, you can save room, Saints related things, but you were pretty much deleted everything going back to May, like regardless of what it was. Whatever that means. Like, look, weird, people, bro. It's weird. It's weird. Like, you can weird. say all oh, that mean nothing, but like, look, Kyler Murray did the same thing before he started his whole thing with the contract, um, you know, a couple of months ago. Like, players do that. Like, so I don't know. I don't, it maybe has nothing to do with maybe he just, you know, he's revamping his IG. I don't know, bro. Like, that's the whole problem. We don't know, and we are in the in, we are in the business of knowing everything that's going on in the NFL. You know what I'm saying? And just the fact that nobody has any kind of scuttle, but it's just weird, bro. Like nobody got even rumors. 
I see I saw saw Tyrone in, in the Bahamas. Nothing, bro. <laughs> I feel better. I feel fine. I'm like, man, I just saw Tyrone in the Bahamas, man, chilling with his old lady. I've been okay, cool. He just taking a little break. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not hearing nothing, man. Just ghosts. And this Brickets. was a dude that was like, you know, always on Twitter, always on IG. Always. So honestly, besides the football, I just hope he's good. Like I hope he's right, absolutely place mentally, and you know, take care of himself. You know, I just hope everything just good with him. Like on a just on a, like a personal level, personal level. dude. Yeah. I like, you know. And secondly, after I hope he's good to come back to the Saints because I want <laughs> the place for the Saints. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I don't see why it's such a I'm a bad person because I feel like that. Like it's. Like, like, people say this man has been tripping, bro. Like, I'm like, why are y'all tripping about this? It's because I want to know where my dude at. Really? Like, I, I haven't been on Twitter a whole bunch. Yeah, but, man, like, is, like that a, is that a thing? Like, people are, like, just like, bro, ah, it's not. Every so, time somebody get my mentions, man, somebody follow behind, like, oh, they said he got family issues. Why can't, you, can't y'all just let him be? <laughs> what are you talking about, man? Like, <laughs> I just want to know if he's good, man. I, I just want to make sure Tyran Matthews is a part of the Saints this season, man. That's what we, I'm about. we might we might have to reach out to Sarah Koenig, bro. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Get on it. Um that is it's weird, it's peculiar, and like I said, it it could keep like I'm not saying that. Him not being on the team, if this like lingers long term, would stop the team from being no a great, stop the defense from being a great defense. I think the great, I think the defense is set up to be a great defense, whether he's on the team or not. But in terms of like that upper echelon of just absolutely ferocious defense and just you know just imposing their will, you know, interceptions could get ran back for like pick sixes at any time. Like he's that 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 type of player and that spark. Um, and like I said, man, like shout out to the Saints for for signing Justin Evans. I I think I, I don't think they signed him with this in mind, like like at all. Um, but speaking of Justin Evans, I know you tweeted it or tweeted about it or no, you put it in our Discord. You just like you know, pe- you know, people talking about like his range and just how yeah. he's just. It was smart. It's a smart move, man. It's a smart move. And if you I mean, look, he was a second round pick, man. He was a second round pick. I, he, was, I, he was just I drafted a few picks after Marcus Williams. Right. So it's like the dude probably he has ability. Um, he just had some like horrible injuries. Horrible. But if he's healthy and he can stay healthy, man, like that's a that's a nice little signing, man. Like those are the ones that really like impact a team. If you can make those signs, even if he's not a starter, just depth. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, okay, so I feel like we talked about the defense a long time. Let's switch over to the upside football. Special teams. Just kidding. Um, but not a little just kidding. One of our one of my burning questions when we did that episode was Will Lutz. Mm. Was big nut. Big nut Lutz back. Every indication in training camp, bro, booming 51 yards, no problem. Probably could have went 56 yards. You know, he was seven for seven. And it seems like a minute, small thing, but, like, we saw it last season. Like, you you said it perfectly, bro. Like, 
after a touchdown, we're like, oh, we don't get this extra point. I'm like, oh, well, nope, nope, didn't get it. <laughs> don't <laughs> miss it. Just having like that that comfort back, or even even like a forty yard field goal, like when when Lutz was in his zone, bro. Those those no brainers, like oh, boom, boom. So it sounds like that element of special teams is coming back, and that could be a huge thing, especially with a deep or team that is heavily built to be successful defensively. Absolutely. And especially when you consider, um, you know, the returner game, man. You know, they got uh, you got Aesop Watson and they got the kid. Uh, what's his name? Rashid. Oh, uh, uh, I know what you're talking Rashid, about. Rashid something. Um, hey, what I understand, he got some pop with him, too. So I think, you know, Man, special team is going to be crucial. And, you know, with this whole thing going on with Dante Hardy, you know, they're going to need some guys, man, that can return because we don't know if Hardy is going to be in a long-term, you know, con- mm-hmm. uh, long-term equation, man. So it's interesting, bro. Like, but having the Lutz back is like, – you got to say, if Lutz was healthy and good last year, bro, Saints would have been in the playoffs. Would have yep. been in playoffs. That simple. That simple, bro. Like, he was just not having him and sending that. Like, they had some of the worst kickers. The worst kickers I've ever seen. To where it was like, are we going to make this extra point? Like, extra that, points. That was real. And we didn't make a lot of them. It was like, oh, you know, you get James to throw a touchdown. Like, hell yeah, James threw a touchdown. And, oh. <laughs> yep, this extra point. <laughs> Couldn't even enjoy your touchdowns, bro. Like, <laughs> um, so that's him being back. If he is back, hopefully he is. Um, will be a factor. Sounds like Blake Gilligan just picking up where he left off, bro. Just booming him, booming him, just hitting inside the five. Also crucial. But okay, let's let's flip it over. Talk about offense. Uh, what what is something offensively that's you know happening or being reported on that's that's caught your eye? Uh, I haven't heard a lot of Caesar Ruiz. Yeah, I think that's good. Yeah. <laughs> like I just think that's good. It's not you know I I did see where. Um, great. Uh, Doug Marone was spending a lot of time with them, which is a great thing. Like, I, look, man, we made more jokes about Caesar Reeves than anybody. But, man, like, if he can be an average player, just an average, average. starting NFL guard, that would be huge for this team. Huge. So I'm, I'm rooting for that. Um, well, another thing that stood out to me is Adam Troutman, baby. Talk about it. Adam Troutman catching everything, getting targeted a lot. Every time he gets targeted, he's catching it. He's, you know, he's getting open. He's running, getting yak. We finally going to get the big fish, bro? We going to get the big fish? I don't know. I don't know, but I just – I want to see it. Like like you said in the Discord, man, like rooting for the dude. Like we, we joke about him. We want him to be great, man. Like the Saints really need some good tight end production. And if he can be that guy, like we drafted for him. And look, man, like I remember – after we drafted him, I went and watched him at Dayton, and the dude was like the number one weapon for that team. Like he was yes. the one. 
So he has that ability. I know it's dating, but, you know, he has ability. He can run, he, but he just has to catch and be consistent, run good routes, play physical in the run game, show someone to want to, and he'll be fine, man. So, you know, I think, you know, just looking at his person stuff, it sounds like he knows what he needs to do to be great and to be more involved in his offense. Spent a lot of time with Jameis, you know, off the, off, off the field, working out with him and stuff like that. So, you know, hopefully that comes to fruition. Hopefully it's not like another training camp um, ghost where we just like, oh, he's great at training camp and then come regular season. He hopefully not, man. We, we, like that, we didn't, we didn't talk, we didn't talk about because he's, he's gone or not gone, but he's not, he hasn't been at training camp. We'll talk, uh, I'll bring it, talk about Taysom Hill in a little bit, but it's needed, man. Like, like, in this offense, the tight end position, you know, to have a decent, good starter is is so important. We saw glimpses of how DA is doing things differently, the team, addressing the fans on the microphone at training camp, mm-hmm. um, being a little more being a little more forthcoming about about injuries, which was like that's that was like just jarring. And I was like, what? He said he said the injury thing? Like that loud? Um, and it ain't hard. Like it's like, yeah, you just you know, just um, say it, man. It's just, like okay. <laughs> so like the whole thing regarding Taysom Hill, who was not on PUP and was practicing, is that he said, you know, Dan Allen reported that he got hit in the ribs. Was it like last Thursday, or last Friday, whichever day it was, and you know he hasn't been back at practice since. But so that's led to Adam Troutman getting. A lot of time, man, and he's making plays, man. And we just, I just, I just want to see it carry over to like preseason, carry over to yeah. the regular season. Just you know, just keep it up. Yeah. Um, we we had the 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 Chris Olave day, I guess I could say, is where he, you know, one of the days last week, think it was Thursday or Friday. I think it was Friday, maybe it was Saturday, yeah. where he was just the star. Of the day on offense, and you know, I watched some of his, I watched some of his routes and training camp, and him, you know, just beating cornerbacks at the at the line of scrimmage. And I just go, I go back to how I thought about him as a player, even before he was drafted by the Saints, and it just was just so surprising to me how like underrated he was, like by the draft community. Yeah. I was like, this man is like four wide receiver too, and it to me it wasn't even close. I know there was like. Garrett Wilson stands and Drake London stands after after Jamison Williams. I'm just like, no, like his he was just he he was such an easy evaluation and all the things. Oh, he you know he gets too open. Like did, did Ross Tucker say that? Oh, he, oh, he like just dumb things and he's gonna do just fine in the Saints' office, bro. He is gonna do yeah. just fine. Um, I have no question about it. None. None at all. Um, but seeing that 60-yarder, which I don't know, it seemed, speaking of, like, we talked about on the podcast, bro, it's going to be some miscommunications early in the yeah. season, bro. Get, get him out in training camp. Let me just say that, though. Get him out in training camp. Perfect. Yeah, please. Um, but just seeing him just, just screaming down that left side line, bro, he just threw his hand up. <laughs> Jameis threw that bitch down there, bro. It was like, Hey, and say what you want about Jameis. He's going to hit them. Easy. He 
you can say a lot of things about his short game, his intermediate game, but that long ball, he's gonna hit that thing. <laughs> he, ain't missing, he ain't missing them bitches. Um, but I'm glad you brought him up. Glad you brought Jameis up. Mm. You worried about Jameis, bro? I'm not worried, man, because I know who Jameis is, man. <laughs> like, we're not getting we're not getting a new Jameis. We get no Jameis. Only, only thing I will say about Jameis that's changed, man. Like the dude really has approached this job as like he's taking it a hundred percent seriously. Like, he really is, man. Like uh yes. I, I saw plenty of players talk about what he put together when they went out to Miami and they had their own little like Jameis really set up everything. He set up the hotels. Set up where they're going to work at, where they're going to eat at, where they're going to meet at, everything. He set up everything up. Say, all y'all got to do is show up. Y'all come, and we're going to get it together. And that's what they did. They went practice, you know, worked out, and, you know, bonded. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's like that's leadership right there. To me, that, that shows a lot. He's really taking on that leadership role. Every player talks highly of him. Um, I think that goes a long way. It's kind of un- unmeasurable. Um, but it goes a long way with, you know, as far as like just the camaraderie and the morale of a team around the corner, a quarterback. So I think, I think that's a real positive as far as him and his ability, you know, he's talked about it a bunch about working on his short intermediate game. And that's always been a struggle with him, man. Like he's always been kind of hit or miss. It's not like he's bad at it, but it's just a little inconsistent and he leaves you wanting as far as staying ahead of the chains, yep, the kind of bread and butter, meat and potatoes of the offense, you know, especially the Saints' offense, just the stuff they kind of expect you to do um, when the defense is playing soft, or you know, when certain matchups pop up, you know, just boom, get those four yards, get those six yards, boom, boom, boom. Um, he, you know, we saw last year he struggles with that. And uh, he's getting better at it. He's worked hard on it. Mark Ingram and, you know, uh, Mark Ingram talked about it. How he's, you know, calling them up more and more um, to get them, get to work on the routes with them and stuff like that. With Not just checkdowns, but while, uh, running back routes out the backfield, stuff like that. So I think he's going to improve at it. But at the same time, we got to understand that just like he's like reverse Drew Brees. Like Drew Brees was immaculate in that game. Like he was perfect. Where, you know, Jameis, it's not going to be perfect in that area. But he's also going to give you some of those beautiful, you know, 45-yard touchdowns, 50-yard, 60-yard touchdowns that we probably didn't get from Drew all the time. You know what I'm saying? So so it's just going to be one of the things that you got to work through. But I think he's going to get better at it. But I'm not worried about him. But it's just something to keep an eye on as far as, uh, you know, just, just, just to kind of measure as a measuring stick to kind of see can he improve in this area. I'm not worried either. I think you articulated that very well. I'm not buying the whole like like there's a quarterback competition between Jameis and Andy Dalton. Bobby Abel been hitting it, man. Bobby, Bobby said, man, if you didn't know nothing and you just came in and watched this, watched the practices, you say Dalton was the starter. That's what he said. I don't know if he just ate or not. You know Bobby. Bobby be on that saw Bobby and hit the handy. Bobby. <laughs> uh, um I'm not I'm not I'm not buying it. 
But James is gonna Jameis is the, is the best word I could just describe. Right. Like Jameis is gonna Jameis. Like even the interceptions, and again, it's trade account. So you you know depend on how much you want to weigh them. But like I saw him like throw that ball that got picked off by City Deuce, and I was just like. <laughs> Like yeah, the the like the receiver probably should have like worked more back towards the ball, or whatever. But yeah, but it was like that. That was a bad ball. Like, it's a bad ball. <laughs> and that's 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 what I'm saying. That's what I mean about James. Like he's gonna give you a couple bad balls a game, man. Where it's like low, or it's gonna just be off. It's just like that's just part of the game, man. Like you know, you don't have a like man. Like before Drew Brees started declining, like. That ball didn't hit the ground. Like at practice, like it was, it was just darts, just darts, perfect, accurate. Drew Brees a Hall of Famer, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like so, you, you just can't expect that from Jameis. But what you do want is, you know, you want you want good accuracy, you want consistency, leadership. Um, you want somebody that can drive the ball, that can take any part of the field, read defenses. James can give you all of that. Yes. You know? Yes. He can. Without without question. Um I also wanted to bring up and I and I what what's what's going on with, with Landon Young? Like what's what's the plan there? Talk about it. I, I wish I knew because it seems like he's just getting an inordinate amount of snaps. At right tackle, and he's, mm. it seems like he's doing really well there. But Ryan Ramchick just got a contract extension last season, and it sounds like when like it's time to go in the team in the team period, you know Ramchick will be out with the one. But it's just on my radar because I'm like, what is the plan with him as a player? You got you already got a competition at left tackle that we're going to talk about between Hurst and, and Trevor Penning, but at right tackle there, there's not a competition. And Ryan Ramchick, he, he did his pressure. He looked healthy. He looked refreshed. Like he looked like he's lost some weight. Got got cut a little bit. And I'm just trying. I don't. I don't know what the Landon Young plan is, bro. But like I just keep seeing his name. He's at, he's at right tackle. He's at right tackle. And part of me is like, because I I thought that that was going to be a perfect player that you would throw into the competition at right guard against Ruiz. But mm-hmm. as as I knew they would. Giving him no competition, so like I'm just I'm lost, man. It's one of those. If we had, if we still had the little, I mean, we didn't have him on this episode, but back back when I used to do podcasts with Nick and I used to have sound effects, bro. I play the little fucking X Files theme right now, bro. <laughs> I don't know, man. I guess they just you know they're they are um, developing him as depth for rim check, man. You know, it's weird. They, they seem like they're building depth at everywhere except guard. Like that's, uh, that's what I'm saying. Because <laughs> you know, from what I've been hearing, uh, Nick Martin, the center, he's been looking good too. You know, uh, as far as just like a solid center. Um, and I know you talked about him some of our last yeah. podcast. So you know, that's good depth behind Eric McCoy. Um, you got Pinnick, and we're gonna talk about Hurst. But like right, Pete, Pete and Reese, I feel like they solidified, bro. <laughs> Just it's weird, man. It's weird. Greenwich is Greenwich. Greenwich is he a, a tackle or a guard? I can't remember. It's uh, tackle. It's tackle. Okay, he tackle. I saw him getting worked by uh, Tavarius Street. 
work right. right. I like man, he got work like just throwing, just throwing. <laughs> Get off me, which is another player street. I mean, I know we on offense, but street like man, that's one of them little kind of underrated little signs that could be you know. No, he's not going to be like a plus starter or something. But man, that's somebody that can come in and get yes. some good snaps. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Um, but look, the the landing young thing just on my radar because I, I is it just good depth. It's like I know Ramchek got a got an injury history. Like I I don't know, man. It just it just it's on my radar. Just stick it out to me. Um, but I did bring it up. Let's talk about the battle that's going on. Left tackle rookie Trevor Penning drafted twentieth overall, right nineteenth overall. Excuse me. Um, and then you got hashtag James put him in a hearse. Today was the first day of pads. There was a scuffle between Trevor Pennon and Peyton Turner, which I was kind of happy to see. I was like, oh, okay, Peyton Turner can do something besides smile. Like, yeah. get in there, nigga. Ugh, get, get nasty. Um, it seems like Trevor Pennon's training camp hasn't gone off to the best of starts. Does that surprise you? I don't know. I <clears throat> To me, like this training camp is going about what I expected. You know, he's a guy that needs to work on technique. You know, he, his days are going to be in days like this with the pads on. Um, he has some good snaps today. He has some bad snaps. Uh, so one rep against Peyton Turner, and he just he just picked, bent Peyton Turner back, man. Just, uh, yes, yeah, get the back. That was the one we just. That's, that was the one they got into the trouble about. Yeah, that's all known where he just got beat. You know what I'm saying? So I think this is gonna be that's gonna be the Trevor experience right now. You know, he's he's trying to figure out how to play left tackle in the NFL, which is hard. Look, I mean, Teron Olmstead struggled his first year when he got when they put him in the starting uh lineup. You know, I mean it it just takes time. You know, and even you know, DA said Hurst is the starter. He's the starter right now. You know, it's up to Pinnock to win that job. And he might not win it, and that's fine. Like if he doesn't win it this year, that's that's okay. I'm not. I'm just not really worried about Pinnock, man, because I don't know. It's like certain type of players you worry about. You know, somebody like him, man. He has the physical. He has the physical ability. He has the physical attitude. Um, I watched his presser today. He has the. I think he has the right mindset. So I think he's gonna be fine, you know. But you know. Is that a left tackle? I don't know. You know, maybe some things change down the line. But I think he could play left tackle um, eventually. It's just it's just going to take some work. Bro. It's going to take really technique. You got to try to take that aggression and kind of fine tune it and yeah. strength to where you could you could use it use it against your opponents. You know, not to love. So right now he's he, he, the way he uses it. His opponents use it against him. Yes. You know, so. Uh, it's just going to take time and, and just practice, man. I, I can't wait to see him in the preseason. I'm sure he's going to get a ton of snaps. Yes, and he will, he'll he likely be going against – and there may be a time where he's going against, like, I, I don't I don't think they'll throw him out there again, you know, first team gets O-line, but they might, bro. They might. They might. Go, they might. I and, would. Yeah, I mean, I think I would too. He's not a player that I worry about. Right now, um, there I will right say now. That, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, there were a lot of you know 
call them what you will, warning signs, what have you, of like maybe some in, you know his inconsistencies as as a draft prospect. But I think he's going to the right team because if he had went to another team, he probably would have to like be the left tackle like right now, like right. starting off like like week one. And when when rookies and players get put in a position where they're not ready to be in and right. they're you know they're not good like that just it's hard to recover from that man it's just hard to recover now like you know he, he might not he may not start all season and i and i said it a couple of, i've said on this episode a couple of times like i just he i don't he's not going to be a starter week one i i do not see it like it would have to be it would have to be a drastic turnaround between now and like mid September for him to be the starter starter week one, and that's okay. Like that's Perfect. okay. Um, so he's not like it's not a big storyline that I'm like worried about. I do think with Doug Marone and good coaching, I think he's going to be okay. Like you like you said too, though, it's going to be really interesting to see him in the preseason. He's going to be one of those players that I'm really hyper focused watching. I don't really watch offensive linemen play when I watch football because it's just boring as shit, but um, he's going to be something that I'm going to intently be watching when preseason. But preseason is next weekend, bro. Yes, love. (laughs) We having the first Saints live stream on the preseason game. They're going against the Texans. If you're out of, like, the area, meaning, like, if you're out, like, if you're in California, do what I did. You can purchase NFL Plus it's five ninety nine for like the like the basic one and nine ninety nine for like the premium one. You can watch all the preseason games if it's not in your area. So Man, that's dope. Yeah, I tried to uh, I tried to get it the other day, but like every time I tried to buy it, it I don't know someone's wrong with the app or something. Man, so I was like, right. oh, I didn't do it through the app. I did it through like actualnfl.com. Okay. Yeah. Um. So if you're a Patreon. If the Discord's already set up, the channel and the Discord's already set up, the link, the Zoom link's already been posted. It's pinned in that channel. We will be recording Saturday. I think we can, yeah, games on Saturday. We'll be recording. It's the 13th, right? Yeah. So, yeah, we'll be recording on Saturday um, on Zoom. And at the same time as we're having our Zoom thing, that's going to be live streamed to the hashtag Saints Twitter podcast. It'll be fun, man. It's going to be fun. Like, yes. Um, it'd be also a good test run to see how it's going to go in the regular season. Cause I know what's going to, I could already envision there's going to be a lot of different delayed reactions to people when the regular season comes across. Cause everyone's like people who actually are getting the game on cable or on their own, oh, not cable, but like on their local TV on a local channel compared to someone like me who may be watching like, you know, prime, you know, Sunday ticket, <laughs> Different reactions, bro. Gonna be a delay, like a 10, 15 second delay. But if you want to be in the live stream, you want to join us in that that Zoom, please, please, please uh, become a Patreon. Um, so you have access to it uh, as the season gets closer and it's getting closer. I'm gonna start ramping up that get to a 200 Patreons. We're still about. 75-ish, 76-ish away. Been, right been, been, been made 75 away long time. Long time, bro. It was it was the off-season, though, bro. It was the off-season. I was being lenient. But now with, like, more football 
football podcast, like intensely football, Saints-related, Saints news, training camp. I'm expecting to hopefully see that number go up before the regular season. That's that's the goal. Um, oh, yeah. The last thing I wanted to ask you before we start, you know, before you wrap up this episode, give me your starting five. Or not starting five. Sorry, that's terrible. Not starting five. Give me your your receiver, your five receivers on the depth chart that make the team on the Saints. I want to hear Ooh, right now. Five. Off the cuff, Buck. Off the cuff, bro. Without even looking, um, Jarvis Landry, Michael Thomas, as two. Um. <sighs> Chris Olave is three. So that's, Chris Olave three, yeah, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Five. Five, bro. Uh, Deontay Hardy. Okay. I'm at five. We're, we're locked up so far. Let's, let's see if we're going to close it out. I got one more. Got one more, bro. Marquez Callaway. That's my five, bro. Man, that's tough, though, man. It's hard, bro. Traquan, Traquan Smith, gone. 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 I, and, I, and look, I, Kirk, Merritt, Kirk Merritt, man, he's been looking good. Good, bro. He was looking good in the OTA. Looking good in the cap, bro. Just, just, I'm just saying. They might um, have to carry six, bro. They, we might have to. We might have to. Um, you, am, are we in agreement that we don't think Trey Pond making the team? I'm not in agreement. I, I don't know, bro. Like I don't know. Like I haven't. I know I haven't heard much about him this offseason. Um, I still think he gives you some kind of value, but it's like how much value over who? Correct. Correct. And then we didn't really, we didn't really talk about this with the whole Tehran thing. But like, what if he doesn't come back? Hey, let's not go there. We ain't gonna. Go. I'm not brothers, but I'm just saying. Like, do you leave a roster spot open for the fact? I, 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 I don't I'm know, man. I ain't gonna go there. I'm not gonna go there. <laughs> nah, we're not gonna. Do that. If he missed another two weeks or so, okay. She getting a little dice. Let's, let's check back in two weeks. Um, so we were in lockstep with our five. I don't think I, I'm just putting it out there, bro. I I, I don't think Traquan making the team. I, I don't. Uh, I, it's possible. You think we can? Can we get anything for Traquan? Anything? A t- 2025 seventh round conditional pick. Like I think anything. you get. I think you get like a, a sixth or a seventh, bro. Can, can we just talk? I want to just quickly talk about bad draft picks and how. How you can't tell me New England, New England look like Trick Clump like, yeah, I can do something with that. <laughs> yeah, they, they, yes, yes. Um, one of the parting gifts that Ryan Pace did for the Bears was drafting Tevin Jenkins, an offensive tackle from um, Oklahoma State in the second round, 2021. And he drafted him, 
they had Charles Leno as a right tackle. Like, immediately cut Charles Leno like a month after they drafted Jenkins. Jenkins, and I don't think Jenkins even played for them his rookie season because he had, like, some chronic back it, chronic back injury that was, like, highly known in, like, in college, and that's why he fell to the second round. Mm. Charles Leno went on sign with the Commanders. I think he's still with the Commanders. Pretty decent starting on right tackle. You know, a, a decent starter at, at tackle, which is a, a good thing to have. And now the Bears are filling in calls from teams around the league that want to trade for Tevin Jenkins? What? It all just goes to say, and I know sometimes we make we, we talk, we make jokes and talk about, you know, draft picks and blah, 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 blah. I get it. You know, it's it's because it's the easy thing to do. But something that Ryan and I say all the time is that it is humans picking fucking humans and it is hard hard to get to get draft picks right man, man. um but to think that you had a you drafted you thought we were going to be like your your left tackle sorry he didn't sorry he didn't Char, charles leno wasn't a, a right tackle he was left tackle which is even worse <laughs> so you you go from you know you think you draft your you start in future left tackle in the second round and now he's not going to probably like if they're already taking calls of teams trying to field offers. Like he's not making the fifty three, bro. Like the team has already told you what they thought of him. Just wow, man! It's just it's just absolutely wow, wow. Um, something else I want to mention. It's gone. It's gone. I can't remember. One one quick thing I do want to mention is. It, it goes back to defense, and we'll we'll never close out of this. Can we? Can we? Can we get the contract talks going for CD News, bro? Can we get them going? Please. Can we get them going? Get that man up, man. Can we? Like he, he's had a. Remember, I remember, like he's had a stellar training camp. Like it sounds like he's just being his his great self. I know last last training camp, like all oh, CD keep getting cooked. See, he didn't get cooked. And he kind of had it like he had a like a slow start to the season, but like yeah. about mid mid-season, towards the end of the season, he had completely came on. He's had he's having an excellent, great training camp. Can we can we extend him? Can we extend him, please? I know Kenny Moore, like they want to see what Kenny Moore and Indy gets and base contract of that. Just extend him first. Like, why do you gotta wait? Just extend right. first, man. Please. I agree. I agree, man. Like, just get it done, man. And got you a, stu- a young stud secondary for years. You know? Years. Years, man. You, that's something you don't got to worry about. You know? Um, focus on other sides of the ball. We'll say this about contract extensions. We, we kind of started it. We started the podcast with it. Talking about contract extensions. That March is down for extension looking. Oh, oh, oh no, bro. He, he fighting for his life. <laughs> fighting for my life right now. <laughs> real, man. Like, and it's up to him, man. Like, if he a hey, dude come back and he does this season what he finished last last season doing, he can pay about somebody. Somebody gonna pay him. But man, if it's me. Oof. 
It's hard, bro. It's hard. I got to think hard on on writing that contract. <laughs> you know, you know, when he said that, the first thing that came to my mind, you know, that picture, that beam of Kermit, bro, with the with the pen. He just <laughs> just stinking, bro. Just like secondly, ooh. <laughs> what this? You ever make you you ever like been in the moment of uh, in the process of making a big ass purchase? And like you all the paperwork when it's time to sign, bro. You like, oh yeah. Oh shit, do I do I sign this shit? Oh shit. No, I've been there. Oh, I know. I wanted to mention. Come on, Zach Bond, baby, bonfire. Where you at? (laughs) I just saw him get cooked. I saw him get cooked on one little pass. I'm like, man, what are we doing here? What are we doing? I I I noted it that when Pete Warner was you know not practicing or whatever on the NFI list, the person that had replaced like Pete Warner and like next to Demario was like Zach Bond, and I was like, oh okay, <laughs> sure. Is <laughs> what is going on, man? And I'm waiting on somebody. I, I, I watched. I think I watched all of Dennis Dallas' presses. Nobody's asking about him. Because somebody has thoughts on Zach Bond. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I just want to hear something, man, because it's like, what are we doing? We saw that little picture of him sitting by himself. <laughs> Nigga, that's like the football, that's the football version of the Take Care album, bro. <laughs> it was the perfect picture because that's just how I feel about him, bro. Like, he is the outcast. <laughs> I just need him. I need him to have a game like he had against the Ravens in the preseason last year. You know, I was just about to say. You know, we talked about Trevor Penn in the preseason. Man, my Zach Bond, my eyes is going to be locked locked on fifty three, bro. I need. To, I need him to, to have a game like that, and then we just need to call every team. Like, look, <laughs> look at this tape. Look at this tape. What you want? You know, I take it. You know, give me a fifth, fifth, fifth a, good, a twenty twenty four fifth. You know, like I take it. <laughs> we we didn't. Right, we going along this episode. I know we are. We had a lot to catch up on. AK's court hearing, which was scheduled today, got continued sixty days because that's how the justice system works. Um, is is the running back two still – is there a running back two on the team? It seems, seems like Abram Smith is kind of like having more and more better practices and things like that. But I don't know, man. I just have this weird, like, thing about the backup running back position. Just It's just – Yeah, it's, it's, it's uneven. Uh, feels uneven. I feel like it's uneven. Um, Mark Ingram's been healthy. Looks good from what I've been hearing. Um, Abram Smith looks like he's – you know, chomping at the bit, looking good, not looking bad. Uh, preseason, that's the one player I really want to see. Yes. Because, you know, preseason for running backs, man, that's when they shine. Shine, uh, bro. Shine. I really I really want to see him. Malcolm Brown's been looking good. Uh, so they got players. And the, the news about uh, AK today was great. So we know at least two months from now he's good. You know what I'm saying? At least two months from now. So he's not getting suspended for at least for the next two months, so maybe what, three months. October first, right? 
Uh, and I, I, I got a feeling it's going to be pushed back even more, you know. But uh, so uh, I don't know, man. I feel like they just, just got to keep that door open. You know, don't shut the door. Uh, I don't think there's any player out there right now that they could bring in. You know, is Melvin Gordon still out there? It seems like, you know, if, no. if they would have. Yeah, they, the Broncos resigned him. So it's like, man, I guess just try to maximize what you got. But it's it not, does. And it's, it's hindsight, right? But, and I don't know what they were asking for or wanting in return. And plus, he, you know, his contract probably would have made it prohibitive. But man, a Saquon AK backfield would have been. Oh, man. Spicy, bro. So spicy. Spicy. And this is and this is coming from someone who like wasn't the hugest Saquon fan as a prospect. And I felt like even his best season in the NFL was a little overblown. But like yeah, you can't you can't deny like the talent. And it seems yeah. like he's like if you just take a peek at like Giants, whatever, you know, training camp news, it seems like he's back, man. It seems like he he's legitimately Back, which I'm happy for. Like we talked about it with Michael Thomas, it's the same thing, man. Like injuries just fucking suck. Oh yeah. Um, but that would have been a just a wah, spicy ass backfield. But and, and, you know, and AK's been looking great. Like, AK been looking good, good. Because I mean, because we forget, like he missed five games last year, mm-hmm. and you know he struggled with injuries. You know he gave all he got, played well, but. You know, I like I mentioned on this podcast, I don't know, episode or two ago, like, man, I want to see that 8K. Like that. I want to see it, bro. I want to see, see that offensive player of the year type, this best player on the field, any field he's on type. You know what I'm saying? I want to see that. So, man, we got to wrap him in bubble wrap. I don't want to see him in the preseason or nothing. Not, just, not a single fucking healthy. snap, bro. Not a single snap. I don't need one. I don't need one snap. Love that Mark Ingram back, man. I watched the videos. Just him, you know, him and, a- him and AK, man, they just got a good good vibe. Like, I don't know what Mark Ingram getting paid, but if just have him there for the vibes, that's fine with me. I agree, man. I, I agree. I mean, the vibes, but also break off like a, a, a run of 20, <laughs> like 10, 20 yards here and there, please. That'll please. be great. That'll be great. It would be. All right, man. Uh, I think we covered it all. I think, think we hit on as much as we could. Um, I know the show went a little long. I mean, it went about a, a normal time for us, but we hope y'all listening really enjoyed us catching you up on training camp. So today is Monday. We will try to be back. Let's give it to like Thursday. Um, uh, Thursday to have another episode catching up on everything that's happened. Tuesday, Wednesday, maybe Friday. Mm, I don't like. I don't know because then everyone does with little on the weekends. We'll be back Thursday night. Um, do a quick one, get you caught up for for Friday and the upcoming weekend. So we appreciate y'all um, supporting us. We really, really do. Season is fast approaching. We have a lot of big things planned. Uh, so become a Patreon. Get in the Discord if you haven't. Um, but I mean that that's pretty much it. Anything else? Did I hit on everything? Feel like I think I hit it all. No, we good, brother. Good. All right. With that, we're gonna get out of here. We out. Peace.
Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.